0: Welcome to episode number 83 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, another state of the world here as we are under coronavirus lockdown. Stay at home orders here in Chirac and elsewhere. The world was a much simpler place when the late great Warren Zevon opined that he needed lawyers, guns and money. We have a little bit of a different situation here going on in the world now where I think we need doctors, guns, fact checkers, beef, pork, chicken, and yeah, money wouldn't be a bad thing right now either. But not all of the news is bad, so that is a good place to start with this. Multiple reports from two different parts of the world are showing some very good news when it comes to finding a treatment for the dreaded COVID-19, Of course, you're not seeing this on the usual CNN's, MSNBC's, you know, the anybody but Trump networks that have made it clear now that the news has to fit their narrative for them to put it on the air, for them to print it. Uh, kind of like the Biden thing. I mean, when Justice Kavanaugh was accused of sexual assault. It was a 24-7 thing on the news. I mean, granted, there was no coronavirus going on at the time, but Sleepy Uncle Joe is getting a pass from everybody on the Tara Reid thing, which should scare any rational thinking person out there. I don't care what side of the aisle that you're on when the major news organizations are hiding a story. Not reporting a story, you have to ask yourself why. I prefer news sources that will give me the information and let me make up my own mind. That's not something that the big boys are doing right now. But Sky News has a story about research that's been going on, including scientists from Utrecht University in the Netherlands, and I may be butchering that name, as well as the Erasmus Medical Center and the company Harbor Biomed. They've identified a potential method of neutralizing COVID-19. They discovered an antibody which prevents the SARS virus from infecting human cells. This information came from a peer-reviewed study, which was published on Monday yesterday in the journal Nature Communications. Testing the collection of antibodies on cultured human cells, the researchers discovered one which binds to a specific part, which is present in both SARS and the virus that causes COVID-19. And they say the discovery could offer an initial step towards developing a fully human antibody to treat or prevent the disease. So that's good news. That is really good news. They say that the fully human antibody is different from the conventional therapeutic antibodies, which are often first developed in other species before being humanized, so they can then be transmitted into people. The one weird thing, and all this medicine stuff works, the science is a little bit Dr. Jekyll, well, more Dr. Frankenstein, I think. It was developed using Harbor Biomed's H2L2 transgenic. Mouse technology, yeah, Page 2 L2, transgenic mouse technology. It's described effectively as a mouse which has been genetically engineered to contain human genes, which enables researchers to develop human antibodies without testing them on living people. So, basically, a mouse human hybrid, I guess. Mickey Mouse comes to mind. Um, uh, Disney's having problems, so you never know. Maybe this could be the new face of the Disney franchise. But the weirdness of the science set aside, this is groundbreaking research, said Dr. Jin Song Wang, the chief executive of Harbor Biomed. And another big promising story that we're really not seeing anywhere came from the Jerusalem Post, which reports on the Israeli Institute for Biological Research announcing on Monday that they have completed. The development phase of an antibody to battle the coronavirus, and it will now head to mass production. Israeli defense minister Naftali Bennett visited the lab on Monday and made a joint announcement about the advancement, saying, quote, a significant breakthrough has been achieved in finding an antidote to the coronavirus that attacks the virus and can neutralize it in the sick body. So it certainly sounds like this could be a cure for the coronavirus, which would, of course, totally change the landscape of everything going on fairly quickly once it is able to be produced and then distributed. Of course, we still have steps to go before that can happen. The IIBR is now seeking to patent the antibody, of course, and then to produce it commercially in partnership with the Israeli Defense Ministry. So you would think this would be good news that should be front and foremost on any media site in the world right now. But I think we're seeing the bias again of people that maybe, just maybe, are hoping this coronavirus thing lasts just long enough to make their political aspirations and their political dreams come true. And it's sad that you have to go into that frame of mind. But it certainly seems to be the case. And when people are playing politics with people's lives and their livelihood, I mean, maybe those are the people that you don't want involved in politics in the first place. But how are things going here in the United States of America with President Donald Trump? Well, the latest Rasmussen poll kind of floored me after everything that has been going on over the last few weeks. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people sick. We have a lot of people sheltering at home. Small businesses are having a hell of a time, even with the government programs that are out there and the news of the government programs. I mean, on the bright side, it seems like a lot of small businesses were able to get some funds. On the negative side, it seems like a lot of really big businesses somehow got their hands in the pie, if you will. And even worse, I think, are the reports talking about how impossible it's going to be for any of this money, which is a lot of money to be tracked, to make sure of the integrity of the system, to make sure the right people are getting the payouts, like everything else. It is ready to be used and abused. It's ready to have more just bad things more corruption and dishonesty revolving around it than anything else. But hopefully it's doing more good than harm. But that is also something that we're going to have to wait and find out. But this Rasmussen poll, you would ask yourself right now, well, Trump must be taking a beating in the latest approval polls. And it doesn't really seem so. The latest Rasmussen poll, which is brand new out yesterday or today, shows Donald Trump with a 47 percent approval rating. So I went and looked at the same time into his presidency. Barack Obama had a 47 percent approval rating. So, yeah, I guess people really didn't like Obama when he was around because Trump has now seen over the last few months a economy collapse. Millions of people around the world falling sick, tens of thousands dying, and an employment rate, which we're guessing is about going up to 30 or 35 percent in the United States due to the coronavirus. And he still has a 47 percent approval rating, same as Obama. So that has to tell you something on why the news media is afraid to show any story on Donald Trump or post any story about Donald Trump that shows him in a positive light. It shows you why the Democrats are running scared at this point. Crazy Nancy Pelosi was the one that told everybody, come on down to Chinatown. Everything's fine after this coronavirus thing started. When Donald Trump was shutting down the flights, Nancy was telling you to come down to Chinatown. But now Nancy, the liar that she is, is saying Trump didn't do enough fast enough. Come on, Nancy, you're very transparent when it comes to this. The news media saying like Donald Trump told people to inject the disinfectants into their veins, also complete and utter crap. People, do your own homework. That's something I've mentioned before on the podcast. It's something that Glenn Beck said years ago that always stuck with me, which was, hey, I'm just a guy telling you things. Do your own homework. Don't trust any one source. Do your homework and understand why people are saying the things that they are. Understand why, if you go to websites that have the news, there's going to be a slant one way or the other in most of the reporting. At this point, Al Jazeera actually seems like they're giving you better news than CNN, MSNBC, and the like. You can do your own figuring on what that tells you about the current state of the world. But we told you on one of the previous episodes, it was time to start stocking up and getting some things in the freezer as far as beef, chicken, whatever you like, pork, especially here. If you like that, you want to get some and get it in the freezer because the shortages have already begun. And this is something that really didn't hit home on how bad this was already until I saw a story about Wendy's, the fast food chain, probably the best burger out of all the fast food chains, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, White White Castle's is close, but otherwise, Wendy's is one of my favorite burgers out there. Wendy's right now is reporting that 20% of their locations are out of ground beef. Let that sink in for a minute. One out of five Wendy's locations doesn't have ground beef. No burger for you. I mean, they still have some chicken, whatever they got going on. The stores aren't completely shut down. But this should tell you the state of the world right now when places like Wendy's can't get their hands on some beef. Uh, What are the chances you're going to be able to in the short run? You want to do things. If you're having trouble finding this already, you might want to call up local restaurants that are doing the curbside or delivery and see if they can help you out too because a lot of times they're more than willing they're looking to make money they're more than willing to put packages together that you can make yourself whether meat fish whatever you want going on that if they can get it for you they will help out with doing that something that if you get into a bind and your grocery stores don't have it look for other options And that way, everybody wins. The small business, the restaurant wins because you're buying stuff from them and you actually have stuff to eat. And that's a big plus as well, right? In another news story that must be driving the liberals completely insane is that 2020 is on pace to be the best gun sale year ever in the United States of America. People are out. Besides stocking their freezers full of meat at this point, and hoarding toilet paper, they're out getting guns at a pace never seen. Interesting thing is, besides the normal chicanery that goes on here in the Chicago area, they're still shooting each other in Chicago, but there really is no increase in gun violence. Kind of funny, right? More people buying guns than ever before, but the gun violence isn't going up. I think people are finally starting to understand. When you're seeing what's going on during this pandemic, that the government is not going to be able to protect you and your family from every bad thing in the world, no matter how much they want to try, how much they want to try to force everybody to stay inside, hide under the bed, tell you you don't need a gun, call a cop. Well, when the police don't show up, then what do you do? There's something to be said about being self-reliant and being able to have enough food for your family and to be able to protect your family with a gun or whatever weapon you want to use is basically what America was founded upon. And the further we get away from that, the worse things get. We can see already the government can't do anything when a virus comes in and starts causing total chaos throughout the world. And you have to take care of yourself. Sure, the government's going to be there to do what they can. But you don't want to rely on them for your daily meal and for your safety. Do you? I mean, if you do, that's fine, I guess, but you are probably going to be grossly unhappy with the final results that you're going to get. There are a lot of questions as we move forward, and a lot of people want to know how much longer this thing is going to last. If Microsoft is any barometer of this, They just announced that their work from home policy will remain in effect until October. Yeah, October. And even then, it's still going to be optional, which means if you don't want to come in, they're still fine with you working from home because they don't want people in the office. We all understand how this virus spreads. And more and more companies that have employees that can work from home are going to do so. I think the whole outlook on a lot of companies who hated having remote workers before all the reasons they normally give, which is, well, you can't really keep an eye on them. We don't really know what they're doing. It's hard to keep people motivated. Again, kind of like you want the government to have to provide everything for you. I think a lot of jobs are going to go the way of you're going to be on your own. And if you get your job done, you're going to have a job. But if you can't get your job done, Working from home, then it's probably going to be time for you to find a different line of work. October is a long way off, and people are really in denial about a lot of this stuff. I saw an article that popped up the other day about Walt Disney World that said, Well, you know, if you had plans that were canceled because of this coronavirus, I mean, you really might want to think about making plans to visit Disney over the Christmas holidays. I'm thinking, you believe the world is going to be back to anywhere near normal come December. And I mean, it's great to be pie in the sky. And it's great because we're hearing that they're making great strides towards vaccines and they're making great strides towards having drugs or treatments that can help people if they get infected with this coronavirus. But I don't know how places like Disney are going to go back to anything resembling business as usual within the next few months. I don't see that happening. I see that as something that's kind of worrisome that people maybe don't understand the scope of what's going on here. We talked on Grumpy Old Ben's, the other podcast that I do with Ryan Bemrose, about how everything moving forward is going to go. Are people going to flock back to movie theaters? Are they going to flock back to clubs and arenas for concerts? Are they going to flock back to restaurants? Because you never know who you're coming in contact with. And I'm hoping that with these treatments and with the vaccines, things can go back to normal. I don't know if I'm betting on normal being here before sometime next year. And if this is a seasonal thing, we'll probably see COVID kind of die down throughout the summer. But when's it going to come back when the winter comes and you then your Disney trip is screwed again or you're going to have to jump through a bunch of hoops where you're being checked your temperature going in, which is one of the things Vegas casinos are talking about doing. And the 800 step plan we named the latest Grumpy Old Ben's 800 step plan, because that's how many steps the Venetian had to open up a couple of their hotels and make everything safe. If you can actually believe it is going to make things safer, I don't. One of the stories, which I thought was genius, but I had some, it really caused more questions than answers, was a company that has come up with some really cool technology. They have partitions that can go between each and every slot machine because we want people to be safe. We want them to keep a safe distance, whatever that is. And somehow we believe that putting a plexiglass or whatever they're making these things out of partition between two slot machines that are sitting right next to each other is going to keep people safe. Now, I don't know if the people that are buying into this understand how air works and how if somebody coughs or sneezes while they're sitting next to you at a slot machine, it's possible that some of those droplets might go above and around a little plexiglass partition next to you. But let's forget about that for a minute. The cool part of these partitions is there's a little UV wand that every time somebody gets up and leaves the slot machine, a little UV wand goes up and down the partition, cleaning it and disinfecting it putting out a little ozone the inventor was talking about this like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread that how clean these partitions were going to be in that i'm thinking to myself so i'm saying it to you okay so it's great so the partition next to the slot machines will be totally clean every time somebody gets up and leaves you know it's not being cleaned the actual slot machine I mean, the thing people actually touch and put their little loyalty cards into. And if you're doing stuff like a video poker machine that is a touchscreen, my God, the partition is the least of your worries when it comes to germs being transferred. So while it's really cool that we're having innovations like this, before I worry about the piece of plexiglass that's next to me when I'm at the slot machine being free and clear of viruses. I actually want the slot machine or the video poker machine that I'm touching to be free of viruses. Without that, I don't know what good a virus-free partition is. I know the casinos are going to love it because it makes it look like you're doing something you don't have to move the slot machines, which would be a real pain in the ass if you had to move these things like six feet apart or whatever it is. So I know this is the easier thing to do. We can just throw a partition, and they were showing the mock ups of these things already, where you could have the casino name and logo, and they all look really cool. But whether they're actually going to do anything to keep you safer, I highly doubt it. They also talked about things like the chips. That people are touching, being sanitized once every hour or two. A lot of questions come to mind on how a world moving forward from this coronavirus is going to look. I appreciate the people that are doing this kind of stuff and trying to get a place like Vegas back up and running. But the first thing that is going to save the world is not going to be a little partition between the slot machines that has a little UV wand that goes up and down to clean it. And when it comes to Disney and amusement parks, I know already Six Flags is announcing that people, once they do open up, are going to have to make a reservation. I can't see Disney not doing this as well, because if you need to keep an amusement park at a certain percent of capacity, I mean, can you imagine that, going to Disney, spending all the money because the rooms there are really expensive, and you get to Disney World, and then they're like, well, you know what? We can't let you into the park because we have to stay at 25% capacity or 50% capacity, whatever it is. There's going to be a lot of nightmares. There's going to be logistically things that are going to make people want to pull their hair out. And my advice would just be don't go on vacation for a while. Have a staycation. Enjoy your time at home. Learn how to cook. But all really, it's not lost. There is good news coming out about this virus. So maybe we'll get back to whatever normal is. Sooner rather than later, there was another story that came out of the Arizona State University Biodesign Institute, which talked about one of the tests that they did of 382. So understand, very low number here, one. But it's important to realize what the meaning behind this particular test was. And it said that one out of the 382 of the tests that they did had a decent amount of the genetic material of the COVID virus missing. And they said that this mirrored what happened with SARS back in 2003. And once this started happening with SARS, the overall veracity of the virus really started falling off. The doctor, his name is Efren Lim, he was the lead study author, said in a statement, quote, one of the reasons why this mutation is of interest is because it mirrors a large deletion that arose in the 2003 SARS outbreak. So again, they're seeing something similar. We know that this is a very similar virus as far as the structure of it goes to sars And even though this is only one out of 382 tests they did, so I mean, this again, they're doing the testing for COVID, they are looking at the genetic makeup of the people that are positive, and in one of these cases, they're seeing something that they saw back in 2003 with SARS that escalated into the virus becoming less virulent, less dangerous, and that's a good thing as well, but I know. One out of 382. Not something quite to throw a parade about, but something to be aware of and understand there is probably a light at the end of the tunnel. And it probably isn't years and years away, but I wouldn't be betting on months or weeks. Definitely not days. I hope everyone is finding something to do with their time. I know it's hard to do when you're at home 24 7. For me, I like messing around with audio gear. I have a brand new microphone that we're testing on the episode today, so hopefully everything is sounding as good as it normally does, and I like messing around with computers and gadgets and things like that. Of course, being stuck at home all the time, you need more stuff to do, so I've been doing more riding on the recumbent bike, which, if you do this the right way, it can be a whole lot of fun. Because what I did was threw a TV in front of it, and then you could watch whatever you want, and it's just like you're sitting watching TV. You kind of forget that you're even doing exercise at that particular point, but I was using an old Roku, which was just way, way, way too slow when trying to watch you know, Seinfeld reruns or something like that while riding on the bike, and I finally decided to try to turn a Raspberry Pi 4. Into a Cody box, KODI, for those unfamiliar with it, there's a lot of Android boxes you can buy, which will let you stream any information, any videos that you have on your local area network. I have a box that has a bunch of TV shows on it, so that just sits down in the basement, and normally was watching on an Android box on our main TV. You know, well, let's see if I can turn the Raspberry Pi 4 into a Kodi box decided, let's see how hard this could possibly be. And it turns out even an idiot like me can do it with almost zero configuration. So if you have a lot of video that you've downloaded, or maybe you've ripped all of your Blu-rays or DVDs, this is an easy way to watch all of that content remotely. And the Raspberry Pi four turns out to be quite good at doing video. No problems at all doing high def. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to do 4K stuff or if the thing could even do 4K, but it has the Wi Fi built right into it. And the whole procedure was almost just a one stop shop thing. There is a software release called Libra ELEC, which is a fork of Open ELEC, which you go to their website, you take the little SD card that you're going to put into the Raspberry Pi, you get it formatted. You put it into the Raspberry Pi, the thing boots up, it asks you a few questions, and it just works, which is absolutely fantastic. It is, you know, so basically the operating system you're running is a version of Linux, which has been stripped of everything except what is needed to run the Kodi box. Now, the other thing that's great about a Raspberry Pi is you can have a different SD card or a bunch of different things. So if you want to share, one Raspberry Pi. I mean, they're the size for people who aren't familiar about the size of a cell phone, a little bit thicker, but you can have a different SD card for playing nothing but retro games. You have a bunch of ROMs you can download. You could have one SD card to use as a Kodi box to watch TV, and you could just change the complete software of the machine just by swapping out a card. And I have to say, much more impressed with the overall quality compared to the first version roku but i will also say if you really want to do streaming from the internet the cody box it maybe again is not for the faint of heart unless you're willing to pay for a play on subscription or for the play on software that will have to be running on a windows machine on the same network that would let you do hulu Netflix and that even YouTube. I was surprised out of the box there was no easy way to get YouTube up and running on the Kodi box. You had to go through to your YouTube account and get an API and register and get just all sorts of crazy stuff. When I just want to turn it on and have it work, so I'm happy because I have all the stuff that I want to watch on my own hard drive. But if you're looking to do streaming, yeah, it's a little bit more convoluted. But hey, I've always said, you don't want to rely on Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, be your own Hulu, Netflix, and YouTube, and that way when the internet goes down, you still have stuff to watch. It's win-win. And I hope you're enjoying the content we've been bringing here on the Random Thoughts podcast, it's hard to believe, episode number 83. If you do, do me a favor and go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com, and click that subscribe button. And we do work on the value for value model. So if you think you're getting something out of the show, click on that donate button or look for the information on how you can send in a donation via Bitcoin P.O. Box. We try to make it absolutely as easy as possible for you to help us keep the lights on and all of the audio gear sounding good. As a final thought, I'd like to read the text that was on a photo that my buddy Mikey posted on Facebook appeared to show one of those boards outside of a church. This was outside of the Baptist Church in New York City. Well, one of the Baptist Church. I'm sure there's more than one. But the board read the fact that there's a highway to hell, but only a stairway to heaven says a lot about the anticipated traffic numbers. I mean, that pretty much says it all. I am Darren O'Neill. Until next time. Thanks for listening.